Let's just give him a shout of praise tonight. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name, Jesus. We worship you tonight, Father God. We worship you. We glorify your name. We worship you, Jesus. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. We praise you. We worship you. We lift you high tonight, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, we praise you, Father. you Jesus God we recognize your presence we recognize you in the room Jesus and tonight we give you honor we give you glory we give you praise we give you thanks we bless your holy name even as we sang Lord we just say bless the Lord oh my soul all that is within me bless his name Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who crowns you with love and compassion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We just say the Lord is good. We say the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Thank you, God. Revelation 21 says, this is John having his encounter caught up into the throne room. He said, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who, who, he who is seated on the throne, King Jesus, we know this is you. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Jesus, we thank you that you are the one who comes to bring newness of life. 
You are the, you are the one who comes to renew our hearts, to renew our minds, to renovate, to transform, to metamorphose. In your presence tonight, Lord, you are the one as we've been beholding your glory, as we've been beholding your face, that you have been transforming us from glory to glory to glory with ever-increasing measures which comes from your Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God, we praise you in this place. We recognize your presence. We recognize what you are doing, what you are all about. And we thank you that you are releasing newness of life. You are releasing healing in this room, forgiveness in this room, freedom in this room. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you're doing, God. Even what we cannot see, even what you're doing in the unseen right now, God, we thank you. We thank you that it's gone beyond these walls, beyond this complex, into the city. Hmm. They run through the city, they ride on the walls. Is that how that song used to go? How does the rest of it go? to carry out his word. Great is the army who carries out his word. Yeah, the presence of the Lord like streams of river, like, like armies of angels. He's moving throughout our city. Even as we've opened up the gate, we've opened up a portal, we've opened up the heavens with our own lives because you and I carry Jesus in us. We are the doors. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And as we flung wide the temple doors tonight, the presence of God, the river of God has been flowing from the throne out of our being, out of your innermost being into the city, into our region. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you've considered us worthy to participate in what you're doing, that all of your sons and daughters have been made worthy to participate because of your blood, because you're the worthy one and we're clothed in you, we're hidden in you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In worship tonight, I was sensing that I, I felt pretty confident, it's a small group here, I felt pretty confident that the Lord was gonna want us to minister healing. Is that good? Is that, is that a good thing? Okay. And I had this picture of, of uh, us laying hands on you. And this isn't, this not, we won't just end it with, with you, Charla, but anyone else in the room who needs healing. But I had this picture of us as we're laying hands on you. I, I saw you, David, aiming the shofar right at her side. Is it, it's the left side, that's where it's at? The right side, okay. I get that mixed up because I had my appendix out and that's on the right side as well. So. And I was just seeing as we declare the healing bread of the Lord that the sound of heaven just permeating through your body, through that shofar, releasing something supernatural. So if you're okay with it, I would love it if we could get around you. I don't know if you would rather stay there or stand here. 
depending on how you feel. If you want to come up here, we'll just maybe stay close to the chairs in case you go back. And, and we, want, we want your man, we want your, the lover of your life, your best friend, your hubs. We want him right there next to you, joined hip to hip. Let's see, which it's the right side. Can you switch sides? Can you, can you come? I mean, I suppose you could have stayed on that side. It's actually, come back around, come back around. We're going to play musical chairs after this. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, honest. It, it's right here, David. And you know, I mean, if, she want, if you want to turn a little or just aim it, I don't think it has to be like touching. Yeah, so we just declare again that Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, all his benefits, who forgives all your sin, who heals all your diseases and crowns you with love and compassion. We release supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to heal, to cause those gallstones to crumble in Jesus' name. we will see what the Lord is going to do. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we just bless. We bless. Don't, don't go back yet. Just hold hands or something. Just get close to each other. We bless your marriage. We bless your health. We bless your finances. We bless your family, your lineage, your legacy. We just declare the blessing and favor of the Lord Jesus Christ over your lives, over your head, all the way down to your toes. He crowns you with love and compassion. He's a good father. He's a good father. We just thank you, Lord, that you've got them. I just hear the Lord say, I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. You are in the palm of my hand. I've got you. I have wrapped you up in my goodness. I've surrounded you with my love and compassion. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion over you, over those who fear him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank God we don't move in the Smith Wigglesworth anointing because we'd have to just like. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'll take it. If it's, if, it's, if it's the Holy Spirit, I'll take it. If you don't know who Smith Wigglesworth was, he's an anointed preacher, minister, healer, and he would often do things like kick or punch and tumors would come out, demons would come out it's all good if the Holy Spirit's telling you to do it then do it, he kicked a, a, a woman who had waited all evening for him to pray for her, her dead child, the child had actually passed I believe it, while she was waiting um, she handed him the baby and said here take this and he said lady I think you forgot something and he drop kicked the, the infant, the dead infant back to the mother and the baby came back to life now that's supernatural 
guys, we're going to take communion. We're going to get moving on this. Um, not hurry through it, but we're going to get moving through the evening. We're not going to like lollygag and slow down and rabbit. I won't rabbit trail. But we're going to take communion together, and we're going to make some powerful declarations. I believe that we're going to declare tonight what God is already doing inside of your body. I know the temptation. See, my mind is already tempted to say, but what if? What if? But tonight we're going to lay down what ifs. We're going to say what ifs. You have to bow to the knees, to the feet of Jesus tonight. We are in the throne room of heaven right now. The blood of Jesus has given us access to come into the very throne room of, of heaven. You and I are seated with him right now in the heavenly realm. And we are worshiping Jesus. We're honoring him. He's right here in the center of what we're doing. He paid for our healing. He paid for our freedom. He paid for our forgiveness. He paid for an inheritance, the inheritance in the saints, in the saints. Just put your hand on yourself and say, in, in the saints. That's me, that's you. Your inheritance is in you. You're a, you're a sack of gold. You're a, you're a bag of treasure, <laughs> jewels. Okay, so why don't you guys come up and get your communion. So the Lord showed Adriana something in worship. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have her share it, and then we're gonna do this together. We're gonna take our communion. Um, well, during worship, uh, when they were doing the violin playing, I felt like um, God showed me an eagle flying through this room, and um, as it was flapping its wings around, I saw um, <laughs> like an sorry. It was like a rainbow of colors, but it was, um, it wasn't like a, it was like air, like it looked like air almost. Um, and I could see someone uh, like the same air <laughs> that the eagle was flapping, I could see it like into their, and um, I just saw the word freedom. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to share that. <laughs> that was perfect. <clears throat> You passed the test. So if we receive that tonight. The Lord is releasing healing into this room. Whatever that healing looks like. The, 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 he, he is the one who rises. The son of righteousness rises with healing in his wings. 
and he's, he's released that healing. So go ahead and take communion together. We're going to honor the Lord, and we're going to declare what he has done. So we just say tonight, just, just say this with me. I'll, I'll slowly go through the lines if you guys are okay. Just say, thank you, Jesus, for the provision and healing that I get to align myself with when I take communion. It is because of your sacrifice that I am alive, forgiven, and get to anticipate your goodness with joyful expectation. So hold the bread up before the Lord. He's looking right at your heart. His eyes are on your heart. Just say this as, as you behold him, as he locks eyes on your heart and you look to the, the Lord Jesus, just say this, Jesus, I take your body declaring healing and health over every member of my family. Sickness, pain, and sorrow no longer have any authority over my life or the lives of the people I love. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and take the breath. before the Lord. This is you and him. This is your personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. Just declare this as you look into his eyes. Jesus, I take your blood. Confessing the fact that your blood has set each person free. There is no one who is out of your reach. I will name out loud the people I know who are far from you, God, as I plead the blood of Jesus over their lives. Just take a moment. Just speak their names out. Just speak the name of Jesus over their lives. Declare the names of those people that are far from him that need to come home. Thank you, Jesus. We declare your blood over our family members over our relatives. God, rescue them. Draw them. Draw their hearts to come running home, running into the inheritance that waits for them, into the open arms of the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and take the cup. So let's declare this as a final as a final word as a word of thanksgiving as a declaration of truth let's declare this together Jesus you have paid the price 
for my freedom, deliverance, and healing. Your miraculous power is going to invade my life and the lives of those around me. Thank you, Jesus, that I am aligned with you to influence my family, my community, and the entire world for your kingdom. Let your will be done on the earth. Yeah, amen. Let your will be done on the earth, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So we are going to get David and Kara set up. I got this microphone and I've got the other one. So I'll get you hooked up with the... How are you guys doing tonight? Good to be in Legacy City Church. Don't we have a great church, you guys? Can everybody give a, a round of praise and applause for Scott and Tammy right now? Can we just thank them? <laughs> Scott was just so surprised by that. He almost, you know, fell over. <laughs> no. No. So we were just praying tonight over what the message should be, and we wanted to give Scott and Tammy a little break tonight. So it's going to be good, you guys. It's going to be good. So if you're listening online, my name is Kara, and I'm tag-teaming with my husband, David. Hello. (coughs) Hello. It's been a while since I've been up here. (laughs) Me, me, me. So, Lord, we just want to give the rest of this evening over to you, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you would, that you would speak clearly through us. Yes, Lord. That this is a house where we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. We are good soil. And, Lord, I thank you for your grace that's in this house, Lord. And that your favor is with us and upon us. And that we even prefer each other. Lord, that we don't strive for perfection. We know our first ministry, Jesus, is to you and to each other, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray that you would be lifted high tonight, that the Father's heart would be blessed, and that you would minister your word, Father, to your bride. Yes, Lord. So I don't know what David's side of the message is, I prepared my side. So this is going to be awesome. You guys watch how the Lord uses us and flow together. (laughs) So I wanted to go over a very high-level view. This is the second night, the third night. Friday night was the first night of Sukkot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the third fall (laughs) feast of the year. And the Lord's year starts in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. You guys say Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah. It's okay if we say that different. It's all right. <laughs> and we Rosh entered Hashanah. into the Hebraic year 5784. Last Sunday was the High Holy Day of Yom Kippur. And then this weekend, we went into Sukkot. Sukkot. Feast of Tabernacles. You say it however you want to say it. 
So this is an eight-day feast. So the head of the year, 5784, God's new year. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, guys, so don't worry about it. This is going to be not exhaustive, but just a, a synopsis, just to kind of bring you up to, to speed on it. And we're still learning, too, so we're not experts by any means. I don't think we ever will be. So we're in the new year, 5784. Yom Kippur is when you go into um, repentance. It's the Lord to check, where have I been this whole year? Have I been obedient to your word? Have I had delayed obedience? Is there anything I've been holding on to? And you just give it over to the Lord. And then now we're in Sukkot. And this is when the Lord comes down and he wants to tabernacle with his people. And like in the Old Testament, God is always trying to get down with his people. And they're like, no, we're not, we're not interested. We're not interested. Can you send Moses or somebody else? Joshua and Caleb can go, but we're good. So that's the like eternal struggle with humanity is we're always like, apparently always running from God and he's always running after us. So we're like playing hard, I guess, playing hard to get. So the Sukkot Feast of Tabernacles, it started on Friday. We're in the 16th day of Tishri today. We're in the month of Tishri on God's calendar. These feasts are eternal. They are appointed by Father God to help us understand his times and his heart towards us kids, his kids. That's you. We're all his children. And there's a lot of prophetic richness in these appointed times. So I find them like very interesting because we love prophecy in this house. And there's like a lot of prophecy if you follow the feasts in the tabernacles and the other feasts throughout the year. So we just entered the year 5784. And so one thing it represents, the number eight in that, we are in the decade of pay. Have you guys heard this? So pay in the Hebraic, it stands for mouth. And we entered this right when COVID, before COVID hit, by the way, we went into 5780. So we're in a whole decade of the mouth. What are you speaking? What are you decreeing? So isn't it interesting that the first thing that came down in this decade from the enemy was masks? It's really interesting, don't you think? The enemy wants us to shut our mouths. And the Lord wants us to partner with what he is saying over the next 10 years, so six years now that we're going into. What is his kingdom declaring on the earth? And the enemy immediately tried to shut it down. So that's a really cool prophetic insight if you're paying attention to that. The number four is the door in the Hebraic um, number system. So this season, we're symbolizing going through a new door. The Lord is saying, if you have ears to hear, if you want to partner with it, we're going into a new season, a new era, a new kingdom era, out from the old into the new. And there's like many new doors that are opening you know, up in the spirit, but hopefully in the natural also for us. So just, you know, keep your ear out, ear out to what the Lord is saying. Yes. The Lord is opening new doors. Just say that. The Lord, the Lord is, opening is opening new doors, new doors for, me. for me. And I will, and I will walk, through walk through those new doors. Those new doors. Amen. Amen. So the father loves seeing his kids at his table. I mean, speaking of, you guys, 
he sets a lot of tables for us. So if you follow the feasts, it's like lots of feasting, lots of celebration, lots of presents, lots of cakes. Like, there's just, the feast, there's a lot. It's a lot, you guys. But I, I do encourage you to, like, dive in and, and check it out. Um, it's not a sin to not celebrate the feast, though. Like, we're not bringing this with legalism. And you should never feel like we're going back to the law and it's a burden and it's a yoke. The, the purpose that we're stepping into is to see what Father God's appointed times are and what he's wanting to come down and have us experience with him. Like, what is he saying in this season that we can just, like, it should be really easy for us to step into. Like, 5784, anybody can step in the door. You don't have to be, like, super discerning. It's just kind of like, oh, this is what it is. Easy. So it's another dynamic to get to know your father. And heaven is celebrating to go. Can I have the first verse, please? So Exodus 40, 33, or 34 through 35, it says, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And then John 1.14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now that word dwelt, in John 1.14, is translated to tabernacle. So some scholars believe Jesus was born during the Feast of Tabernacles because it's God in the flesh coming down to tabernacle with us. Like, that would be cool. If, if it's not true, it's okay too, you know. Could be interesting. So there are five tabernacles in the Bible where God manifested his glory. The first tabernacle is the tabernacle of Moses. In Exodus 40, as we just read, it describes Moses setting up the tabernacle, and when he did, the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle, and he couldn't even get in because the, the tabernacle, the glory was just so strong. Can you imagine not being able to come in the building because the, the cloud of the Lord is just in here permeating? I mean, that'd be kind of awesome. Because God's glory dwelt with them, they enjoyed perfect provision in the midst of everything. Manna came from heaven every day for them to eat. Their shoes didn't wear out. That would be awesome. And God met their every, every, every need was met because the Lord was tabernacling with them. They had complete protection. Every enemy that came against them was defeated. They enjoyed total health. No one was sick. This is in the Old Testament. Before Jesus, before the blood of the Lamb. That's supposed to be a shadow. Hello. Right? Nobody was weak among them. God's glory brought the blessing. The second tabernacle is the tabernacle of David. David set up a tent. 
for the Ark of the Covenant. And he surrounded it with 24-7 praise. It was the worship that ushered in the glory of the Lord. Come on. Psalm 63.2, David writes of this tabernacle, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. God's blessing was poured out and Israel enjoyed incredible prosperity, I'll take it, and victory over every enemy. I'll take that too. The third tabernacle, you guys know what it is? Anybody? It's Jesus! Woo! And John 1.14, that's up here on the screen, and the Word became flesh and dwelt, or read, tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory. In Jesus, God dwelt among his people and manifested his glory, releasing life, healing, salvation, and deliverance. The fourth tabernacle, the fourth one, is the eternal tabernacle. We're, we're getting to that one. Revelations 21. Oh, oh didn't we hear that a, a few minutes ago? I think we did. <laughs> Confirmation. Now the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will live with them. The result of this is continual blessing. It says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. And then Isaiah 4, 5 says, over everything, God's glory will be a tabernacle. Everything. God is going to glory in tabernacle over all his creation. Glory. The fifth tabernacle, we're on the last one here. It describes the church as the restoration of David's tabernacle in Acts 15, verses 16 through 17. So that's the 24-7 praise and worship being restored in the new covenant. God intended the church to be the place where God's glory is enthroned on the praises of his people. Anywhere you go, everywhere you are, you can be tabernacling with the Lord anytime you want to. When the church is fulfilling its call, the glory of God dwells in our midst and a great blessing is released on the earth. So when we become that tabernacle where God can just rest on us, we get to release his glory anywhere we go, in our homes, at our business, you name it. You are the glory releasers at Starbucks. They need it. So all five tabernacles have this in common. At the tabernacle, God's presence, his glory dwelt among men. Just us, our earthen vessels. Not in a castle, not in a synagogue, with his people where he wants to be, where he desperately wants to be with his creation, with us. So the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, it celebrates and it invites us to enter his presence where his life and blessing are. And this week, so we have the rest of this week to just think about this. Yes. It's an invitation to sit at the king's table 
Now, traditionally, they build little forts, and they go outside, right? They're like little wooden forts, or they make tents, and they keep the ceilings open so you can see the stars. And so you invite Father God, King of creation, to come in and dwell with you, and he wants to, like, share everything, share everything with you. You can meet him face to face. He wants to, he really wants to meet us face to face. So this is like a, I would call it like a thin space kind of a thing. It's just we are in that, that season, so everybody has access. You don't have to try real hard, I guess. You know, that's just how I view it, like, prophetically anyway. But, you know, I'm not a scholar or anything like that, so, you know, take that for whatever you want. Yeah. Invite the Lord into your dwelling. Where are you? In your car, in your home, in that secret place with him. He wants to meet you. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think it's great that they made these little wooden forts with, like, tree branches. The Lord says that's a good place to meet. It didn't have to be super fancy. You didn't have to go to, like, Pottery Barn, you know, and buy all the things. You didn't have to build it and make it out of, you know, gold and silver, you know, any of that stuff. But the Lord wants to meet us in our earthen vessels. Make a space. Meet the creator of the universe. Renew your covenant with him. Trust. He is your protector, your provider. He really enjoys. And Father God, Father God desires to spend time with you. Jesus is the door to Father Ultimately, the goal is to go through Jesus, our Savior, and to meet face-to-face with our Father. Lord, like, give us a revelation of that this year. Give us a revelation. Give us that encounter to meet with our Father face-to-face. He wants you to meet him, and he wants to meet your every need. That's really good, you guys. Anything you need, the Father has provision for that. He prepares a table for you before your enemies. So that's what we've got. That's what I have for Sukkot. And there's way more to it. But that's just, I hope you guys get like, this tabernacle, we're just remembering how the Lord loves to tabernacle with us and that's what this season is about it's not oh you better make sure you do it this way and you do it that way that's not what it is it's meeting the father right where you are and you're just it's a heart position the feasts are really it's a heart position you're just acknowledging god this is your calendar it doesn't line up with the gregorian calendar i don't understand it but i don't have to understand it i'm just okay i'm here to learn and whatever that looks like. So we just release that to you guys, whatever you're hungry for or not hungry for. Just let the Holy Spirit lead you. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, Yeah, man. (laughs) Isn't that so good? Yeah, so good. It really is like, it is that 30,000 foot view of Sukkot, that time where the Lord really does want to tabernacle with us. 
He really does want to be with us and living with us. And I don't think that we really hear that enough. I don't know if we could say it enough. He, he desires to be with us more than we could fathom desiring being with him. And this is amazing because this is the, the God who created us. He redeemed us. He shelters us. He provides all the wisdom that we need. And this is a time of celebration. It's supposed to be joyful. And once you know it, the enemy does not want you to celebrate. The enemy doesn't want you to be joyful. He doesn't want you to know the benefits package that comes with being a son and daughter of the Most High. He wants to wear you down and get you bogged down in the things of the world. And we know that. We, we see that every day in our own personal lives. Oh my goodness, this is stressing me out and this is, this is um, overwhelming me. There's too many things to think about. But he's such an amazing father and such an amazing God. And he's so reliable that we can put all of those cares aside and we can go sit at the table with him and enjoy a feast with him. He wants us to have a feast with him. And <laughs> it is delicious. Yeah, during Sukkot, you're actually supposed to take whatever your favorite food is and yeah. go sit out in your, your Jesus fort. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And you just go eat cake with the Lord. That's what this whole week is. Forget the news, guys. Forget all the bad stresses and just have yeah. some cake or cookies or wine. Jesus made water into wine. I'm just saying. He knows. I heard he knows a lot about wine. But that's what we're supposed to do. Have whatever your favorite thing is, share it with the Lord. Yeah. Sit at yeah. his table. Yeah. And... And learning about all of this timing and his feasts is just another avenue to get to know him a little better. And God does not do anything without purpose, even the timing of things. And the timing of those things speaks of how much he loves us, how much he wants to be with us, how much he wants to be our, our provider. And it's, it's interesting, you know, even... Like God created each of us with a purpose and a calling before we even existed. He knew everything about us. And uh, even for me, when I'm thinking about those things, I think, okay, Lord, I know you have a big purpose for me and Kara. And even thinking about it can be overwhelming. See, even the enemy knows that you know that God has a plan for you. So he immediately tries to drive in and say, you're not going to be able to do that. Uh, this is going to be too much for you. This is going to be overwhelming. I don't know if you got what it takes. And it immediately puts us in a, a position of like, oh, I got to try and get this thing together because God put this call in my heart and I got to do it. And we forget that we're supposed to partner with him. Remember? Because he's got, he has all the provision. He has all the revelation. He has it all. We can trust in him, guys. We can trust in him. 
Can we go to this next slide? <clears throat> and I'll read a verse here before I read these two verses. But in Isaiah 58, uh, 55, 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Remember, he's a reliable God. He has all the fathomable wisdom that we could ever possibly need. He's got all the answers. And Jesus said this. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lonely, lowly, not lonely, lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, how is it that we can all of a sudden think, oh, no, I've got, I can't do this. This is a heavy burden. You know what? The things of God probably could, would be heavy burdens if we were doing it by ourselves. But we're not supposed to do it by ourselves. But I'll get to more of that later. In Proverbs, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. All of our experiences everything that we know has got to go even in this time and place where we're at now now think of this in romans eleven seventeen, it says but if some of the branches were broken off it's talking about um, the jews that didn't believe that jesus was christ the messiah if they were broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. The nourishing root, that's Jesus. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit fun. Imagine yourself, you're just a branch. You're a wild olive shoot. All right, get that figured out. You know, you got, maybe you got a couple of stems and some leaves. He's taken you. As soon as you said, yes, I believe that you are my Savior, he has taken you as a branch and grafted you in to the olive tree. What did you do for that? Okay, Jesus grafted you in. Did you support yourself there? Because you can't do it yourself. Try sticking one, one branch to another and just letting go. Is that branch going to stay there? I don't think so. Okay? Jesus did what needed to be done to get you grafted in. And he's grafted you into the original tree of Jesus. And he's nourishing. He provides the nourishment that we need. He provides the strength that we need. He provides everything that we need. So we have to fully and completely rely on that, on that olive tree that we've been grafted into for everything. Everything. There's almost, there's almost nothing we can do apart from him. And we've heard this one before in Matthew 6, 33 through 34. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What are those things? What are, I'm, worried, what are, I'm worried about what clothes I'm going to wear, what job I'm going to have, my education. I'm worried about not getting getting the right things, I'm worried about my organization suffering. If we seek first his kingdom, 
He's going to give us the wisdom and strength we need to ensure that we're prospering, that other people are prospering. And it's all the while, it's advancing his kingdom. Guys, he's so trustworthy, we can trust him with our dreams, the things that we long for. Like, this took me a minute to figure out. I was like, I don't know. I have to potentially step away from everything I really want. I have dreams of certain hobbies I want to do and things I want to go see and do those things. But guys, he loves us so much. He will, he'll take care of those things when we partner with, the, with him. And he's trustworthy. Seek first the kingdom. And then it says in Matthew 7, 7 through 8, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Can we go to the next slide? So just keep that in the back of your mind. Everyone who seeks, everyone who knocks, will find. In John 16, 26 through 27, it says, In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Catch that part. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I come from God. Jesus that we, we believe in a triune God. There's Jesus, there's the Father, and there's the Holy Spirit. And Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, remember, it ripped the curtain open between the holy place and the holy holies. And Jesus did not, was not mistaken when he said, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. After his work was finished, we are granted access to the Father. We can go to him, we can go to the Father and say, Father, here I am in this predicament. I don't know what you want me to do here. Or Lord, this is the calling you put on my life. Or this is the dreams you gave me. I don't know how to get there. Please show me, Lord. Ask, keep seeking, keep asking. Don't stop it just once. That's another thing the enemy tries to get us to do, is to just give up and walk away. Stop seeking. Oh, I asked the Lord once. He won't, he won't listen. No, keep going. This is just making me think of, we didn't have access to the Father because we're Gentiles. And the unbelieving Jews in the world, they don't have access to Jesus because of unbelief. But here Jesus is saying he is the door. And I think maybe for the Western culture or for Christians, it's, it's at least for me anyway, it's really hard to comprehend Father God. I can hang out with Jesus and Holy Spirit, but Father God is like, right? You're, this is like old, ancient but the, the mystery is that we get to meet our father who sent his son so he could spend time with us. 
So as you're sharing that, like, Lord, unlock that revelation that Father God is not too scary or too old or too whatever, right? He's available, and he really wants to meet with us. And that's what Jesus is offering, that we don't just take Jesus and Holy Spirit in, but that we continue on to the full triune, Father God. Yeah, Father wants to be involved with this every step of the way. It's never without him. It's never without our creator, the guy that has all the strength. In the next slide, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. The Father sent us the helper. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I, that I have said to you. Do you believe this? Seriously, do you believe this? I believe it. That's a good gift. That's a really good gift. Yeah. From the Father. Father loved you so much, he sent his only son. Son completed the work of defeating hell, death, and the grave, and then he rose again. And then after that, we were given the Holy Spirit. Think about this. We've been, this is a season of we get to tabernacle with him. We we worship him. We worshiped him this evening. Even, even right now, the Holy Spirit is among us in this very moment. Recognize that Holy Spirit is currently in the room with us. The Creator of heaven and earth, the one who can heal all things, who has the wisdom for everything. We can rest in him. We can rest in him. We can rest in his shalom. The enemy does not want you to be able to rest. But we can rest. And sometimes it helps just to imagine it. What would it look like to rest in the midst of chaos? Like, what if it was just absolutely nuts outside right now with a hurricane or something or just things going crazy? What would it look like if we're all just in here like, ah, it's nice to be in the Shalom and the Holy Spirit, out there, craziness. Imagine it. And then step into that. I think part of this stepping into the door, that prophetic door of 5784, is stepping into his Shalom and letting go of trying to depend on ourselves and realizing that we can depend on Jesus. We can depend on the Father. We can depend on Holy Spirit because he is reliable and he's not a liar. He's been telling the truth all from the beginning. <laughs> Glory. It says in Psalms 1830, it says, this God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. And he is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. 
he's a shield for us. Even right now, he's a shield for us. In Proverbs 2, 7, it says, He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. This is why we can't take grace for granted. And this is why we have to continue to walk in upright lives. Loving God with all our hearts, our souls, and minds, and loving our neighbor as ourselves, And not being in the things of this world like immorality and anger and hatred and murder. We have to step away from those things. And when we do that, when we start living in that upright lifestyle, he, he is a shield to those who walk in integrity, and he gives us sound wisdom. And boy, do we need some sound wisdom right now. I really need some sound wisdom. Almost there, guys. Let's go to the next one. In Psalm 127, it says, unless the, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays, stays awake in vain. It goes on to say, in the next verse it says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. He wants to tabernacle with us. There you go. Scott's getting it. He's going right to sleep right now. <laughs> Isn't that so good? We can rest in him. And in, even in our situations, if they look bleak, doesn't matter anymore. We can trust in him for everything that we need. And he wants, he wants to be with us. Even right now in this very moment, he wants to be with us. He just wants to have us at his feast table celebrating with him. And we do get to celebrate with him. But I think even, I, even this week, I was struggling with this. The enemy was trying to get in, trying to get me to come into agreement with, think, with lies and, and lack of truth or something. Something else that God didn't say. And there were times where maybe it was maybe a little bit too much for me. And at some point I had to say, Lord, you got to get rid of this. Whatever this voice is that it's countering what you're saying. Because, guys, we can't, we can't do it all on our own. God doesn't want us to do it on our own. The challenges that we face, and it seems a little bit difficult at first. It takes maybe some humility, but we're like, oh, okay. I don't know what this is, but I know it's not you, and I know it's not me. There are some voices that you're hearing that's not from God, and it's not yourself. It's the enemy. And he's speaking lies to you about your future. He's speaking lies to you about your capability. But then, thank you, Lord, I remembered. 
okay, God, I need you. I really do need you. Seriously. You got to do something and get this out of my head. And I think that was part of my dream last night. Maybe the healing. I can talk about this later, but I had a dream last night. So I prayed that prayer last night before I went to sleep. And it was early this morning. I had this dream. We were at a ministry leader's house. My wife and I were, and there's pools of water. Car and I were just relaxing in the pools of water. And then we went to go talk with the ministry leaders. I'm giving you the really short version. And then I was trying to share a joke with another ministry leaders and these two other, I thought, I thought at the time they were assistants, but in retrospect now I'm like wondering, I wonder if those are angels because I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to them, but they look like regular people. But they like, they both of them touched my head and immediately I just saw a bright white light and I could, I could feel sparks in my like head. I don't know if anybody knows what this feels like. And it's like I could feel like the sparks in my hands. And it felt like the glory of the Lord had just instantly hit me and just totally wiped out whatever, whatever it was that was preventing me or like that was trying to attack my mind. And even the next day, like you, th- you think those thoughts are gonna come back again, but instead there was another voice it was, no, it's not going to be that. You get out right now. Get out. That's the Holy Spirit fighting on my behalf. That's the Holy Spirit fighting on your behalf. Doesn't matter what you're going through. If you're at your job or going through a difficult season, going to the hospital, trying to get to work, trying to get through the day, trying to get through maybe a monotonous season in your life, the Holy Spirit fights on your behalf. And you, we, all we have to do is, Lord, you got to do this. I trust you. I rely on you. And he's so good. He wants to. He wants to do that for us. And this is how we step into that life of victory. We begin to see how, as as Holy Spirit shows us, I'm kind of at the end of, of where I'm at, but as Holy Spirit shows us how our previous ways were just so utterly sinful and how much we need him, we begin to start walking in that lifestyle of repentance. And it's not a one time thing. We're continually trying to repent for things. And what is repentance? It's changing our minds. Lord, I repent for trying to rely on myself. Can we do that together? Lord, we repent for relying on ourselves. We repent for not being obedient to what you've called us to do. We repent for not being obedient in a timely fashion. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Lord, we repent for not prioritizing you. 
for not trusting in you. And we thank you, Lord, that you have grace for us and mercy for us and compassion for us. And we thank you that you are reliable. We can sit at your table. We can celebrate with you. We can have joy in the midst of trials and tribulations. It's going to be hard sometimes, but we're going to have joy through it because he is a good God and he has everything that we need. And that's what separates us from the world. That's how we become the salt of the earth. Jesus says, you are a light put on a hill. And that's how we do it. We trust in him completely. It's a hurricane outside and these people are in here like, oh, la, la, having a good time, high-fiving each other. Yeah, Jesus is so good. Woo, he gets all the glory. Somebody's going to look at it and say, okay, what's up with that? I don't remember the exact scripture, but it's the government of Jesus is ever expanding and it does not have any end. The kingdom of God is ever expanding. It doesn't matter what it looks like out there right now. And that's why we get to enjoy this time now. Right now, we get to have a good time. We get to be in his peace and shalom. We can rest. And we continue to go from glory to glory. We're building our relationship with him every moment of the day. Lord, what do I do with this? God wants to know every detail of your life. He wants to be involved in every detail, every step. Amen. I don't know what else to do now. Let's stand, everybody. Let's stand and pray. You want to pray? Lord, we just thank you for your times and your seasons. Lord, we thank you that you actually commanded us to Sabbath with you, to rest. Lord, I just pray over this week that we would all come into your rest for each one of us. It looks different for everyone. Lord God, that we're not picking up the condemnation with the religious spirit or the condemnation of the world, but we're coming into your appointed time for each one of us, that you have a provision for the field each one of us is called to, and your word will fulfill what it said it would do. Yes. You are not a liar. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for the full measure of the kingdom of heaven. But we will not forget all your benefits. And Lord, we just bless everyone here tonight. And we bless this week. And we bless yes. our tabernacling with you, Lord. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Is that good, you guys? Is that good? Yeah. Good job. I feel so enveloped right now. I'm not going to preach. Don't worry. We're done. But I did feel like as they're sharing the whole culmination of your guys' word, I just was getting the sense of being in the ark. Like we're, we step through the door. We're in the ark of safety. Like the Lord, the Lord has prepared a place for you and me, and it's, it's a place of safety. You know, and that's where you're going to find your peace, your, your calm in his presence. And, you know, I just was reminded of, you know, how people will try to pull you out of the ark. They'll pound on your door. They'll tell you, they'll, they'll tell you in with, good, with good Christianese, they'll say, you've got to pray for this person. And, I'm, and I've had that happen. I thought, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't even know them. You pray for them. I don't say, I'm not rude, you know. In my mind I am, but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be a little funny. But I'm just saying, you know, you, you have to maintain your peace. You have, to, you have to maintain your abiding in his presence because people will try to pull you out of your peace. But, but you and I, you know, that doesn't mean that we're just like, we never do anything. We're just like, you know, don't disturb my peace. You know, it's the devil, sure. We have to ask, Lord, you know, if they come into your peace and they say, you know, you have so much peace, you have so much calm, help me find that. That's the Lord. Because the invitation is for us to step in, for to invite people to step into what, what we experience, what we carry. So that's good. It's good stuff. Got some things to think about. So We'll put on some, uh, some lively music, and um, if you need to go, Jingle your keys. <laughs> yeah, if you got to go, bless you. Lord bless you. And uh, if you're going to stick around, we'll all hang out for a little bit. And uh, yeah, awesome. If not, we'll see you maybe on Wednesday. <laughs>